Welcome everyone to another edition of the Tub Blog Travelogue, where we catch up with Richard Tub on his journeys all over the UK and around the world. Today, Richard is joined by our content marketing strategist, Pascal Fintoni. How are you today, gentlemen, and where do we find you? We're very well. Yes, yeah. Very well indeed. Pascal and I jumped on the uh, the LNER train uh, down from the northeast uh, yesterday afternoon and arrived in London. And we're in London uh, for two big shows, in fact, that are running concurrently opposite to each other. And they are, I'm at the B2B Marketing Expo. And Pascal? I am at the Call and Contact Centre Expo. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you're actually doing doing two things at the same time that's and we thought we'd split the responsibilities between the two so pascal is in the call center expo i've mostly been in the b2b marketing expo and uh, tomorrow we'll probably swap and uh, move around a little bit but we've we've both had time to to move around both of the expos a little bit so yeah there's another day of it tomorrow but it's been a good first day yeah so we're literally a stone throw away from the london city airport uh, and actually, when I was walking back from the venue, the Excel Center, many people will know it. It was quite something when you walked in near the footbridge and the the, the aircraft is arriving on that runway <laughs> just above your heads. Uh, on the subject of traveling, um, before we get going and talking about the, the expos, um, we need to actually go through again the travel arrangements. You were in charge, Richard Tubb. I was. And your track record is appalling about organising anything from finding the right restaurants. Uh, do you remember? I do. You wanted to take us to a, a, a Thai restaurant all those years ago and it had been a Turkish restaurant. Well, it begins, it begins with a T. That's yeah. all I knew. Yeah. I mean, and that, that sounds very familiar. I was out <laughs> with him in Manchester uh, last week and we were looking for, again, I think it was a Thai restaurant and we went in completely the opposite direction so yeah i i i feel and understand your pain pascal well, we clearly see Stephen and i you and i are very slow learners because we keep putting him in charge of our own we keep doing it to ourselves and don't for we the train journey uh, again i'm a bit confused so were we a couple is that what we had to do to get a discount we were in a manner of speaking in the same way that Stephen and i have been a couple before for for the for the benefit of um a British Rail. So, yeah, we, we, have. we I, I bought us a two-together rail card. Stephen, you and I have been a, a couple on the rail before, haven't we? With the uh, we oh. have, and I've, 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 I've told my partner Dawn about this, and she, she's, she's in absolute hysterics to think of me and you um, as a couple for travel purposes so uh yeah it, it gives you a healthy discount on the fare and uh so as is a relationship of convenience nothing well, nothing more mon ami and, and to add to the rumors we are also staying in the same hotel not the same room <laughs> but the same hotel so in my confusion <laughs> and not being sure that you know whether there'd be a control about the status of our relationship uh i hold uh, held hands with richard all the way from newcastle to london just to be sure that it's people... best to be on the safe side yeah. so yeah Excellent. Well, it sounds like you two are nicely relaxed and <laughs> ready for some questions. So um, if I can go to you first, then, Richard, you went to the B2B Marketing Expo. Yes. Um, what What would you say were your, were your highlights? Well, the, the first highlight on a personal level, Stephen, I've got to say, came within 10 minutes of being through the door. So um, you'll both know every Tuesday I write an email to the MSP community called MSP Insights. And this week I had a bit of a rant in the email and I suggested to the MSP community, I said, look, I'm on the way to the B2B Marketing Expo and I fully expect to get there and to see 
zero IT companies. Now, every MSP complains, oh, marketing, I'm not very good at it, and sales and all that sort of stuff. But they seem to go to the same MSP events. And I know why, because it's comfortable and they learn things about managed services. But my email this week was encouraging people, hey, come on, get out of the office, go to some events that are not technical in nature and learn some of these business skills. Anyway, I sent the email out on Tuesday. Uh, Today's Wednesday. I walked into the B2B Marketing Expo and uh, within 10 minutes, somebody went, Richard. And I turned around and I didn't recognize the person who was there. And he says, oh, you won't know me. He said, but um, I'm here today because I read the uh, MSP Insight email yesterday. It struck a chord to me and I thought I'd better get out of the office and and come and have a look around. So big thank you to Christopher Harry of Imtex, uh, an MSP in the UK, uh, for making my day and, and making me feel very welcome. And uh, also you get that realization as a content creator. There are people out there that read these emails and it isn't just going out to deaf ears. So, so that, that was the start of my day, Stephen. But uh, fr- from there, I attended a few uh, seminars, uh, a few different presentations, as well as uh, roaming around the halls and uh, meeting people. Uh, the first presentation I saw, and I'm going to uh, completely butcher her name, so she'll forgive me. Ironically, Pascal, uh, she's a French-American lady. Mm. Um, so I'm going to ask you, I-, I would say Latane Conant, but I-, I believe that's probably incorrect. How would you pronounce it? Well, the way you've written it, which is very badly written, by the way, everyone, um, Latane Conant. <laughs> Latan, that was it. So Latan Connor, uh, she's the chief marketing officer of a company called Six Cents, the number Six Cents. And she came up on stage and she was talking about rather than marketing being about doing more, more, more and ever, uh, you know, adding to the uh, to pile of things that we've got to do. Uh, she actually said, what if we start using artificial intelligence uh, to to make our pipeline, our sales pipeline and marketing uh, that much easier to deal with? And she went through a really interesting interesting use of artificial intelligence with the sixth sense tool. Now it is an enterprise tool with enterprise pricing. So I can tell you, you know, the tool will typically cost, you know, a business between 70 and $120,000 a year. So not short, small change. Um, but I was really intrigued from the perspective, you know, she showed a case study of where they had generated 10% of their uh, pipeline, their sales pipeline, using AI and the huge success they had with it. The sort of things that they were doing, Stephen, was um, uh, turning, training the AI model by using their blog posts, their case studies, their testimonials, their social media, uh, even videos and podcasts and things. And it was helping them to really um, harness uh, AI and hone the message that AI was allowing them to put out to the market. I could wax on about this, uh, but uh, suffice to say, very expensive tool. But the reason I bring it up is there's going to be a lot of vendors listening to this who perhaps have got that type of budget who could use it. But even for managed service providers, I would check out Six Cent because even if you can't afford the tool, and there's few that will, uh, it would should get the creative juices flowing about how artificial intelligence is coming to bear on the marketing market. So really interesting tool. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of where AI is going, um, and especially for anyone who does, um, you know, online content uh, creation, it's going to be the game changer um, for the future that is the the fact that it can it can almost you know predict um for you uh you know what what you need to be um sending out of course the 
the the, the actual work itself still needs to be done uh, by a by a human being, but it's going to save a lot of time. That's that's absolutely brilliant. So there's some great things there, um, Richard. So if I can turn to you then, Pascal. So you didn't go to the B2B Marketing Expo. You went somewhere else today. What was that like? So the Call and Contact Centre Expo um, is almost like a new universe for me. So my work is primarily on digital marketing, reputation management, and web presence. But it so happens that I was, um, I've been mentoring and coaching a French company for several months now from my French office in Nantes in Brittany. And they were attending as an exhibitor. This was their very first foray into the UK market and their very first time in London. Mm. And you had the pleasure of meeting them as well, Richard. And so for me, there was almost uh, something really um, great about the conclusion of my mentoring program, symbolized by them arriving in London and exhibiting and practicing everything they've been they've been preparing uh, from the pitch deck to the demo in English, because, of course, it is a second language mm -hmm. uh, for them. I mean, a lot more than me. I'm, I've gone more or less native, as some people will keep reminding me. And, and what was interesting is being able to step back and observe your mentees just doing an amazing job and, and really flourishing. What was interesting about the Call and Contact Center Expo, there was three themes really, but all in and around AI. And the question was, you know, how can we provide a better customer experience? Number one, so not you know, circumventing human interaction, but actually how can we use AI to facilitate it? I've got a couple of examples for you. The next thing is how can team leaders support their call center agent even better? And finally, how can brand obviously provide a better service? And the call center um, industry is so layered. It's really sometimes difficult to get your head around, well, who's a call center operator, but who's the brand books the call center operations because of all the white labeling and so on. But the conversation was, was around better customer experience and where can the tech support the desire to answer a query or to provide a support, technical support and help in a much better and more interesting way. Should we give a, a shout out for Speaking Link, actually, on behalf of the managed service industry? Because I had the pleasure of, um, I was going to say bullying, I persuaded Cecile, mm -hmm. uh, who's her first trip to London, to record a quick video uh, explaining what Speaking Link is. But for the benefit of our uh, listeners, um, we've, as MSPs, we've all experienced, and I know, Steve, with your IT um, support background as well, you'll have experienced this. You know, when we're on the on the phone to a client and perhaps we've remote desktoped in or, or whatever it might be, and we say to the client, oh, make sure this cable's plugged in or press this button or, or do whatever it is, and they don't really understand stand we have this oh, all the time yes. don't you it technicians and and we're at that time of year as well actually uh where we become technical support for our friends and family and i know talking my mom or uh, my aunt or whatever through well plug this cable in and press this button and they say this button that I, I don't know describe it to me it's so frustrating and you feel as though well, if i could just see what they can see i, I would be able to do it now, SpeakyLink, what it, what it essentially does is it enables call center, help desk operatives, tech support people to send a short SMS or a WhatsApp message or an instant message, whatever it might be, to the end user on their cell phone, on their mobile phone. They press a button. It, there's no app installed or anything. And then it just gives the visual uh, aspect of it. So, so it's a bit like a video call, but something a bit more than that. And then, of course, it makes it really easy for the technician, the engineer, the other end of the telephone 
to visually talk a person through and say, oh, there's the cable you need to plug in or there's the, you know, the, the fuse you need to replace or whatever. So you can see it's got lots of applications uh, in, you know, lots of different industries, engineering, household management, uh, property. Uh, but I also see the application for managed service providers as well, because there's, you know, I've seen other tools around that purport to do purport to do something similar, but they've never really taken off. And I know SpeakyLink is uh, priced at a very keen level. So if you're an MSP listening to this, perhaps with a big service desk, or perhaps you regularly have uh, tickets come in where you uh, need to talk the end user through something, and that visual aspect would be good. SpeakyLink is a great tool. So thank you for introducing me to them, Pascal. Not at all. And you know, thank you for allowing them to practice their English with you and uh, I think it was great and so so for me that was you know that element and then next was uh, a demonstration actually from a company called Klaus and they are from Estonia Estonia yeah so Richard yeah. you want to explain why I'm looking at you as I say the, the, the term Estonia yeah for the, for the benefit of listeners and this might be a, of amu it's amusement to the team and some of the people I've told this I'm actually a digital resident of Estonia so yes I've got the card and everything uh, I can do business in Estonia and so much well what does that mean why I do it well you know in reality I did it for, as a bit of a wheeze because uh, but there is a serious side to it. Estonia are the most digitally advanced country in the world. Now, for those of you perhaps like me had only ever heard of Estonia from the Eurovision Sun Contest, this might come as a bit of a shock, but Estonia, again, is a great example. Uh, you know, even if you're not interested in doing business there, go and check out what they're doing in Estonia because they really are at the cutting edge of digital government, digital business, digital taxes, digital ID. They really know their stuff. So, yeah, I, I waited in there and became a uh, visited the Estonian embassy in London became an Estonian uh, digital resident but but enough about Estonia tell us about the tool oh listen so literally they were interested in in SpeakyLink and the video you know, assistance because what they do and the company called Klaus and, and I met Lisana who is from Estonia they use AI to monitor the conversation and the emotional kind of uh, levels of the conversation so they can detect when the caller, you know, the client needing help is essentially a little stressed, a little impatient or uh, confused and so on. And what they can do is use that as learning so that managers can go back and see, see that conversation and the way in which the, the other person was talking and the way in which they was more emotionally charged. Shall we try and use those words instead? Or shall mm. we try and, and guide the conversation that way so that in future, when there's a call that is of, of a similar nature and the similar emotionally kind of um, charged can provide an even better service and what they love is the idea then and the video can also accompany them with um, perhaps facial expressions and so on so it's been just fascinating to see that you know the desire for people to be part of this very wide and sometimes obscure ecosystem but it's all designed for the callers to have a better experience yeah Wow, I mean, all of that. That there, there is a lot to unpack there, and we don't really have the time. But I mean, I just want to pick up on that on that fact that you know there is a lot of um, digital application that's kind of AI backed that can do a lot to better understand human interactions. Um, I recently did an an article about. Um, some of these things and uh, for anyone that has autism um just changing the way that that you speak and your and your phrasing 
um, can have a, a big impact um, because the way that people on on the spectrum, you know, kind of um, communicate is it it's uh, it it's a lot it's a lot different, but it's it's easily understood. The more we the more we've kind of put the inputs into these um, large language models and things to actually identify patterns and uh, i think that that's fascinating and richard if the estonian tourist board have not been in touch yet i think they should be because i think that was a fantastic um advertisement for the country there um right i'm just going to move on to uh my next question so richard you you mentioned that you were also going to hopefully catch up with your friend mike alton from agora pulse did you manage to to do that yet or so for for the benefit of listeners agora pulse is our tool social media tool of choice within team tub we recommend it very very highly because um long time listeners to the show will know i'm a great fan of inbox zero for email and i'm also a great fan of inbox zero for social media so we use agora pulse to not only to schedule uh, posts uh, the team and I to social media, but I personally use it and the team use it to respond to messages. So it pulls in all of the tweets that are aimed at us, all of the LinkedIn messages, Facebook, YouTube, everything there. So if somebody responds to us, instead of having to go to each individual platform, I can respond directly to that person from a single interface. So it works really well. And I've got Mike Alton at uh, Agora Pulse to thank me for introducing me to the tool. He's been a great friend to us. And so, yeah, I was hoping to catch up with Mike today. I'm actually going out for dinner with Mike and the Agora Pulse team tomorrow evening. But let me tell you, Agora Pulse, they are front and centre at this event. They're right next to the Keynote uh, Auditorium. And Mike had uh, just a line of people ready to speak to him and the Agora Pulse uh, people at all uh, points. So I've not actually had a full-blown conversation with Mike yet, Steve. Uh, But I did tap him on the shoulder and say, hey, I'm not being ignorant. Here I am looking forward to having dinner with you tomorrow night. But just shows the power of these type of events. People from all industries come to the B2B Marketing Expo and the call center uh, expo and there's also a sales aspect there's a a sales uh, uh, and um, uh, seminars going on as well but people from all types of industries coming to find all of the great all of the top tech and again i don't want to you know hit people over the head and keep laboring this point but why are we here why are pascal and i here why should msps be here it's not that all the tech is specific to the MSP industry. No, no. But it opens your eyes to what's going on in the world, what's going on at the cutting edge of sales uh, tech, of marketing tech, of call center tech. And of course, all of these things have got their distant cousins of the MSP industry. So by coming here and listening to what's going on, meeting the smartest people in those specific industries, you just come away full of inspiration and ideas and can say, hmm, I can see where the managed service industry is going over the next few years, not just for marketing, but for the help desk aspect of it and that. So it's been a really fascinating day. I want to give a shout out as well, if I can, Stephen, another seminar I went to on the subject of uh, uh, being, you know, humanizing business. Uh, there was a chap called Harrison Cantell. Never heard him speak before, but my goodness, he blew away the room. He did a presentation about getting involved with video, video for marketing, video for customer service. And all three of us here um, will know that jumping in front of a camera for the first time 
can be absolutely nerve-wracking. In fact, you and I, Stephen, I know, you know, you, you're um, catching up on me very, very fast with the video content. Um, <laughs> but uh, when I spoke to you the first time about doing observatory videos and things like that, you'd say, oh, you know, it's so frustrating. I get so far through the video and then I make a mistake and I restart it. And do you remember what I said to you, Stephen? I was like, just leave the camera running. Just yeah. let Mark, our video, video editor, it's more natural, it's more human, they can edit it out. So Harrison's big message to the audience was just press record. Doesn't matter if you flub, doesn't matter if you make mistakes. And he actually uh, brought up a really interesting psychological point, which was every time you press stop and then press start again on the recording, is sending a message to your brain that I messed up. And so he said, just leave it recording, hit record, leave it recording, talk to the camera, go for it. And the more you do it, the more consistency you build, the better you'll become. And I think all three of us here can certainly speak to that point, can't we? And what was interesting, uh, back to your point about the, the event itself. So for me, it's been a while since I've been to an expo. You know, we, we, we had COVID then, you know, working remotely for a while. So when you walk in and you've got this experience, which is almost for me was almost moving of people delighted to be in each other's company to begin with. And the truly international feel, I mean, in the space of a day, I must have met uh, pretty much people from every single continent short of Antarctica. Um, you know, we had Eastern Europe, Central Europe, we had Central Africa, we had Australia, we had um, the Americas, all of them. We had India, the Middle East, they were all present with scenarios, people working oil and gas, people working logistics, people working in IT, people working public services. And you spend a day discussing their wants and needs and make those correlations between what you know, who you know. And, uh, you know, it really creates this uh, element of I leave away thinking, what can I take away as lessons learned or as kind of um, exemplar that would work in my industry? Because that's what you need. If you want to be different, if you want to have a competitive edge, you have to look at other sectors. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah, and it's you also need to find a way of actually standing out. And I think that you do find that if you're in a truly international conference or expo um, you do get people from all over the world there and they have ideas that you may not have thought of because things that that they do are just more they're just more popular there but they are things that we could take on board and actually use and actually help differentiate our, ourselves from the from the competition so that that's a very good point um Pascal, I want to ask you. So you haven't been to the B two B Expo yet. Is there any? Is there any? Um, is there any speaker or any uh, or any technology vendor that you're excited about seeing tomorrow? So tomorrow, yes, I'm going to find you know a carver. So what I tend to do with the event, which I think could be interesting for others, I give myself targets. But I give myself a target of one. So for me, the target of one talk one tech and one connection that can make a difference to my business and that extension yes, yes. to my customers. So the one talk that I've earmarked for tomorrow, interestingly, is around uh, personal brand and this idea of everyone working in the organization now is uh, instrumental in supporting the marketing and sales function. So I still find, surprisingly, and I know how you feel, Richard, that organization will say, well, that's not, I don't work in marketing and sales. Therefore, I don't have to have, uh, let's say, 
a, a decent LinkedIn profile. I don't have to have my name against an article. I don't have to be on the podcast and the video. And, and those boundaries are, are getting removed and, and more blurred th than ever. Um, I mean, the case in point, you know, the speaker link, they had really two people who do not qualify themselves as part of sales and and, and marketing. You met the CEO and someone that, that that's, is working more in the kind of PR and comm side. And here they were presenting, pitching, uh, and, and negotiating deals on, on occasion. And, and I think for me, the personal branding, I, I'm looking, Steve, for a way to uh, add to my argument for and business case. So I need to hear a different way of explaining the benefits of personal branding to support my own activities. Yeah, because I, I think sometimes we get we get in our own heads and we and we tend to repeat the same things a lot, but it, it's not that that's wrong the the message there is correct it's just the way that we deliver that message um does get repetitive and sometimes we need to think about other ways of getting that across now i'm going to change tack a bit here a little bit um now i know that when you two are together you cannot resist a delicious pudding okay. um so did you manage to find yourself something sweet to satisfy your sweet yes. cravings dare we talk about last night's uh pudding oh, i oh. saw the picture and i, I am <laughs> i am definitely envious. so i should explain uh, they they were having a bit of a nightmare weren't they pascal the the kitchen at the hotel really we're saying we, we won't name who they are but um they were very well natured and that but people uh, tempers were getting frayed because people were waiting upwards of 90 minutes for their main course to come out. We were lucky. We got our food after about 25 minutes, I think it was. And uh, a glass of wine helped that go down well and helped our yeah. temperament uh, I mean, as well. For all, obviously, I criticised Richard earlier about his poor organisational skill. <laughs> He's got like a sixth sense, literally, about spotting where things are not going to go so well. So I was queuing up just, just for the drinks, you know, like because I'm civilised, really. And he just went, I think you should order the food now. He just could spot that something not going to go well. And happily, we got served pretty sharpish. We did. But after that, it was just chaos. It was chaos. And we had to wait a while for our uh, dessert to come out. However, I think they sensed the way the mood in the room was going. And my goodness. So when they did send the dessert out, they went well overboard with the portion size. So I had a, a Knickerbocker Glory, which we, you were a bit... Uh, so is this not a French thing, a Knickerbocker glory? Uh, I thought it was some kind of cartoon or something from TV, <laughs> you know, like ba Balamori or whatever. I, just, I was just a bit confused by the, the phonetics, really. It, it was really... a monstrous uh, <laughs> creation of butterscotch ice cream and chewy bits and uh, cream and mm -hmm. everything. I'm getting really hungry. I might go down and have another one uh, later on. And what did you have? The... Oh, oh, I can't resist a good sticky toffee pudding. And my yes. goodness, the portion was just like the, the size of a uh, of a small book. It was just, you know, and I, actually, no, I didn't finish it, did I? No, and as a good friend, you, you can obviously, listeners can hear the camaraderie between us and people must know that I'm an incredibly good friend at this point. So I leaned in, I said, Pascal, it looks like you're struggling. Allow me to ease your burden and eat some of that sticky toffee pudding yes. as well. So I, I would do it again. I'd do it for either of you two. I mean, these bowls... They were the size. Uh, I mean, they they looked like something you could cook a chicken in. They were they were huge. <laughs> so how he managed to do one and a half, I don't I don't know where he puts it, but uh, fantastic. Um, now regular listeners of the travel log will know that it, it's not complete without a quiz, ah. and I have not let you down, gentlemen. I have 
one here for you to test your marketing knowledge with my ads mm. slogan quiz. So, oh, um, so who who would like to go first, or shall we flip a coin? Flip the coin. Have you flip got a coin? coin. Have you got the D- yeah. I've got a coin here. So, right, it's a roll a d twenty. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I think oh, this okay. is from Thailand. So heads or temples? Because uh, okay. you can have temples then. Yeah, that's what's okay. Mean. And it's temples. So Pascal, you go first. I, I'm not convinced that the flipping was, uh, you know, to the usual, you know, regular standards. There, you know, that was <laughs> not... flipped at least five times. I'll, I think you'll find. Um, right. So, uh, can you name the brand or company that this slogan relates to? Um, and that it goes, what's in your wallet? You know, I would prefer film strap lines or log lines. What's in your wallet? I do not know. Richard, do you know? Yeah. I don't know it, but I'm going to, what's in your wallet? Is it for maybe for Visa? No, American Express? You're very close. It's for Capital One. So oh. Ah, yes. Can I get a half a point at least? Yes, I stumped you both. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, so the next one goes to you, R- you Richard, um, and it, and it's this: obey your thirst. Oh, it. Oh. It's a big. I want company. to say Lucasade, but I'm also tempted to say Sprite. Which I'm going to go for. I'm going to go Pork, with Poker Face. I'm. I'm, I'm going to go with Sprite. Correct. Sprite what? is the answer. <laughs> So it's I one don't drink soft drink, so that's pretty good yeah. going there, yeah. Uh, so next one for you, Pascal. Um, who describes himself as the world's local bank? HSBC. Well done. HSBC is the answer. Oh, it's one all. It's it's getting... Well, actually, I think you'll find it's 1.5 to me at the moment, surely. Well, I'm not if we're gonna, yeah, if we're going to do it like that... Just, if, if there's a tie, I'm going to pull that half point in. We'll get this right, and you will... You will get the lead here, Richard. So uh think different. Oh. Oh, I wanna say I'm, I'm I wanna gonna, I was gonna, gonna say IBM, but isn't it? Um I'm gonna take that point off him. Oh I'm my gonna... god, this is a tech one, isn't it? So oh I'm Maybe. gonna oh I'm torn between I'm torn between late. Lenovo, IBM, and Intel. Um I'm gonna go Intel. Uh no. Pascal, do you do you know the answer? Apple. Apple is correct. Oh. There we go. So embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. So whoever loses by the dessert tonight. Oh, okay. So this one's for you, Pascal. Uh, buy it, sell it, love it. Whose slogan is that? I'm going to say eBay. eBay is correct. He's <laughs> inched ahead. So this one to draw then, Richard. So no more Mr. Nice Baby. No more Mr. Nice Baby. I've never heard that. No oh. more Mr. Nice Baby. Oh. Uh, what baby? Oh, oh, I think I know, I know, I know. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand it across to the Frenchman. No, go on. No, no, Pascal. So, no more, Mister Nice Baby. Is it whose slogan is, is that? Is it a washing up liquid company? Yes, a bit more. Fairy liquid. Fairy liquid is correct. Oh, what? Pascal I'm, wins. I'm distraught. I'm undone. <laughs> Well done. Um, so, yeah, uh, well, gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Uh, I want to thank you, Richard, and thank you, Pascal, for, for your um, for your feedback there on how it's going at the 
conferences that you're both at and i wish you a very good time at the other conferences that you're going to swap for tomorrow um and we'll catch you on your travels next time thank you steve thanks for coming on i'm off to buy you a dessert now aren't i so take care everyone bye-bye bye team this is richard again just one more thing before you take off and that is msp insights now every tuesday i share my thoughts on the business of it with you the managed service community thousands of managed service providers already subscribe to msp insights it's easy to sign up easy to cancel msp insights is basically a short email from me every tuesday without fail with advice on growing your it business plus cool resources i found discovered or started exploring that week it's kind of like my diary of cool things and often includes articles or books I've read, tools I've discovered and events I think you'd be interested in, often sent to me by my friends and Tub Talk podcast guests. So if that sounds fun, a short tiny bite of MSP goodness every Tuesday and you'd like to try it out, just go to go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. That's go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. Thanks for listening.